is called Nimrod. It's in the stores today. Here they are, Green Day. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How's everyone? I don't know. Let's ask them. Mm. Mm. Oh, me too. Me too. Okay. Mm. Fine okay. Yeah. Dandy. Mm. Fine and dandy, yes. I guess. Yeah. Not, not the crowd we expected, but the crowd we got is fine. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, a little smaller than last week. Yeah. It's a fine. It's a fine. It's a fine. It's yeah. A fine. So... Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 49. Ooh, getting Almost close. at the Yes, of the Empty Space podcast. Next week, we're breaking down 50 Cent because of the 50th we anniversary. We should. <laughs> <laughs> if 50 Cent made a pop punk album, that'd be cool. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, this is episode 49. Uh, we are back in massachusetts oh yeah um, we haven't recorded since we got back from florida no we uh needed a little breather mm-hmm. after our disney excursion um mm-hmm. so yeah we just took a little break and you know needed it now we're back and steve is fat yeah. no steve is not fat that's 205 fat. pounds now bro that's not fat honey that's honey <laughs> I feel gigantic and it's great and I love every part of it. No, no. I'm rubbing fat. my belly right now. Well, you're not fat. Dude, so. I got attacked by a spider today. What? I'm not even kidding you. I was literally Do driving. Tell. I was driving a dunks. Oh god. On my way home. Wait, was it dun- yeah. Driving home on my way home. On the steering wheel was a spider and it was like the f- big furry ones. And I was like, and I'm afraid of spiders since I had that infection. But I was like, Bip, there's a spider. There's a spider. She was like, where, where, where? I was like, on the steering wheel. And she's like, fuck, get it. And she doesn't like spiders either. But I had to take a turn. So I took the turn and the spider went down and I was wearing shorts and he jumped onto my leg. And then he's crawling on my leg and I'm driving and I'm fucking, I don't know what to do. And she's like, pull over, pull over. I'm like, I can't pull over. I'm going to make it home. So fucking we're almost home i look it down there's a spider web going across my legs the spider is like crawling i can't get it then we finally like are pulling close to the house and it starts going on the dashboard so Alyssa just smashes the shit out of it but it did scare me for a great minute Uh, Alyssa had to save you from the spider yes that's so funny i can just like i know that panic like you see it happening and you're like oh no this isn't good yeah, we're like sitting there, like fuck. Here we go. Time to die. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, it was phenomenal. It was a great yeah. time. Alyssa's like, I would have just crashed the car. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> Six. Yeah, you just burn the car at that point. Get a new one. Just get a new one. I think they live in my air vent, like where the heat comes out. Like that. 
Exactly. But yeah, that's that's a little sidetrack there. But dude, today's episode is going to be sick. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, we man. got a few things to talk about. We Big got um, some releases came out today. We're recording on Friday, too, by the way. This is pretty cool. This is we cool. usually record Saturday. This is there old school. Go. We used to record on Fridays. We did. That's right. Yeah. I think we started on Fridays and we moved to like Tuesdays. I think we've tried every day. I think we have. We've literally. <laughs> yeah, we were like recording Monday and then the episode would drop Wednesday. Terrible. That was and fucking we, terrible. Yeah. And then we would record Friday and then it was like, that's not working for us. And then it was Saturday was the day. But, you know, Steve's got some family time he's going to spend tomorrow. So we're going to record tonight. Hell Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So let's let's uh let's talk about some of these brand new things that just dropped today. Or yeah, you know, basically today, kinda. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely today. Well, last week when you're listening to this. Breaking news. Uh first one made a parade's new record. What it means to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. Baby. What was your favorite uh, song, dude? um i don't know did you listen to the whole thing because i only listened to a few songs yeah i didn't listen to the whole thing um because i had to listen to other stuff but um shit uh i probably got like <laughs> half i probably got like halfway through right now i would say probably my favorite song is probably if my ghosts don't play i don't play hey that's a great that was my second favorite yeah, I think that's probably my favorite one. Uh, it's probably the most Mayday Parade like of the. I mean, Mayday Parade is one of those bands that really doesn't switch their sound up too much. No, this brought me um, back. Yeah, this was definitely kind of like a throwback to like anywhere but here and um, a lesson in romantics yes, type Mayday Parade. Definitely, like, it was really cool. Um, and I really liked uh, one for the rocks and one for the scary. I didn't listen to that one yet. Oh, that's a good one. I'll listen um, to that one. Yeah, I mean, those. For, I only listened to that's when I stopped listening. All right. Um, I think my favorite but, song was Angels Die Too. I'm just scared of a winter with no warmth again. The seasons change, it changes more than just the scene in front. Okay, that's a good like one. Because it, it's super sad and acoustic-y. It's like that... Uh, what's that other song that they do in the past albums? It's just like the whole song is just super... Um, oh, my about God. The, one um, about the mom dying and stuff. Oh, that's off Vault of Desta. That, yeah. um, that EP. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, terrible things. Terrible things. It's got kind of that vibe to it. Oh, it's like super my. soft and sad, but it's... it's like, really if you want to... If you want to have a good cry, go listen yeah. to Terrible Things. Um, easily, probably, I don't know about you, but probably the saddest song I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and a track with Derek on the piano really never disappoints anybody. So no, this track's I got mean, that. That's a, such a good, like, Mayday song. Fuck um, yeah. Yeah, this is a fucking banger. Um, yeah. Mayday Parade. What so it we had Mayday Parade. Apart. Oh, man. Um, then we had, um, one of the bands that me and Steve actually found together, um, way, way back before they were even like, I guess, I don't know, before they were even a real band, right? Yeah. They weren't a band. They were just a duo and it actually wasn't even, 
I ended up splitting apart and then he be- became this band. Yeah. Um, between you and me mm-hmm. came out with Armageddon, like how me and you like found them. Like we were just listening to the story so far in your car. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden this like acoustic thing, because I think we were talking and weren't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this like acoustic thing starts playing and we're like, what the hell is this? And it was that cover of nerve. Yeah. Which is, if you haven't, they also cover, they cover a state champ song. Uh, was it Secrets? Was. Secrets, I think, yes. Yeah. And a few other bands. They cover a couple. Bunch of stories so far, though. Yeah, 100%. They do solo. And yes. Oh, my God. That's a good one, too. Um, But, yeah, they released uh, their second. Is this their second album? Yes. Yes. Their second album, uh, Armageddon. Um, I listened to a couple songs off this. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Honestly, um, so I I have to before I say anything. Um, Ooh, disclaimer! I, disclaimer! I have to listen to the full album before I give it an actual like review. So if yeah, you don't like what I'm saying, it isn't like it's this like isn't ha- set in stone. This isn't set in stone, but so far I'm not a fan. It's all this to me. It sounds very similar. Um. It yes. also has that same repetitive sound. It got, I don't know, every song just sounds the same, but my favorite song is definitely Go to Hell and Armageddon. Yep. Those are the two songs that are like, that reach Dude. out, kind of have a different feel to them, more like pop punk, but the rest are kind of, that's, I don't know, softer pop punk to it. I'm not getting that jab that I used to get, but. No, with like Dakota. Just, yeah, he may have just found like a sound he likes, or he's just trying new things, especially being like his the second album and. You know, he, yeah. he is like a young in the pop punk scene. So like, I'm going to wait to give my full review, but right, I did listen to about a minute of each song and I okay. was very, uh, I didn't even get that far. Yeah. I did a minute of each song and I was very, uh, I don't want to say, I don't, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't want to say disappointed. I want to just underwhelmed. Like, yeah. I was like, damn, like, you know, how I, I expected like, a little song, more than this. Like, yeah. Like every song like had the same vibe and I was like, damn, fuck, I, uh, surprise me. <laughs> Yeah, I really like to go to hell. That was my favorite. With yours truly. Uh, I thought Wasn't that was that fucking so good, dude. Yeah, that was so. They're another band that's really. Well, my favorite really good. song shouldn't be the song that has a different band in it. A different band in it. That's my. That's well, the issue. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, right from the rip, like the singles and stuff, I was just like, "Oh, this is what's happening." Mm. Like, and I try, like you know, like we've said, you don't judge an album off the singles. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. It just had those neck deep vibes to me. Yeah, I wrote that um, down too. I said, you know, very neck it, deep. Yeah, yeah, very like neck deep, which is like you gotta give neck deep credit. I mean, I guess if all these bands are gonna start like following their style steps and their model, like that's kind of cool, but yeah, not really for me. Um, again, I've listened to maybe four songs on this record. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, get into it. It'll have to grow on me. Yeah. Um, I feel like with these, we'll come back to for sure and have like a better yeah. review. Like I say, even maybe next week, we can even like tell the people what we think just briefly. 
if it yeah, changed yeah. or not. I think that'd be interesting because, like, for me and you, we both are kind of getting those vibes. But it'd be cool to come back and talk about it next week about like how we actually listen to the whole thing because it did just drop what today or yesterday. Today, yeah. Um, so then we also had so we got one more before the big one. Um, we got to give this band some major props and a major shout out because they are on our boys label. Well, I don't know if it's his label, but um, the reclaim music group and our guy, Matty Arsenal from the loss for words. Oh my God. In her own words, dropped a fucking heater mm-hmm. last week. Oh my fucking Lord. Leaving forever. Dude, did you listen to this? Yes, dude. Bro, the intro itself, dude. Fucking smack, dude. So good, dude. You can hear like I was talking to her. Yes. Maybe like I was talking for this good time. <laughs> I was talking to Tori and I was like, you can a hundred percent hear a loss for words and stay champs in this. Oh, dude, yeah. Because they worked with Derek from State Champs and obviously Maddie was involved. So like you can definitely hear like a big lot Maddie of, vibes. Big a lot. Yeah, dude. hundred percent. And it it doesn't miss. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. It's leaving forever by inner own words. Whew. Is it weird that the lead singer kind of looks like him? Kinda, yeah. Like it is weird. Well, little, little little comparison there. But it was absolutely unfortunate. Oh, killer. Killer, killer, killer. Now for the granddaddy of them all, probably our favorite release of today. Belmont. Belmont just Belmont did it again. Forget about <laughs> any review we just had. <laughs> Belmont did it again, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the oh sickest God, EP. Bro. So Belmont dropped such a fire EP, man. Bowser's mixtape. Dude, the name itself, Bowser's mixtape. Oh the God, music dude. videos they throw in, the songs, the covers, the fucking the um oh, dude. Dude, everything about it is so fucking good. I'll let you go first about this, dude, because unbelievable. Bro. Ugh. I've been raving about Belmont for how long and like how good Belmont is. And do they have one full length record out and they're right? this good? <laughs> like, dude, they fucking get there. St- like, oh my God. They're like, if I had to describe them, I get for people who like haven't heard of Belmont, um, they're the story so far meets Knocked Loose with mm-hmm. like, a little bit of like trying to think of like another band that like maybe like a little bit of blink in there as well. Maybe like, I don't know. They got their own fucking style. Yeah, dude. dude they like I, I'm confident in saying like knocked loose meets the story so far. Um dude, they dude, knock loose just meets pop punk. <laughs> like yeah, they, not loose is not like, really pop punk. <laughs> it's like this is like when you say when you say easy core, this is easy core. This so is it good. right here. This band, like 
early. It's almost like very. It's like it's like early settle your scores with like less screaming. Mm-hmm. But bro, fucking pain now. Fuck yeah! Oh my god, dude. Oh, where do we start with this one? I don't know. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> Dude, just like right off the fucking rip. It's like just it's just so good. And then and then I love my favorite. The, the thing that wrote me into this is when he sits there and he, he just oh yeah dude it's just a crazy breakdown (laughs) i heard it and i was like what did he just do yeah dude (laughs) i was like this is so fucking unbelievable man like Mm -hmm. these guys just never like they just don't stop and like they never like and then they had a hollowed out hollowed out acoustic version Mm mm-hmm Dude, uh, pushing Daisy's remix, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they covered "Stay," which, abs- like, if you didn't know that that was like a Justin Bieber song, you would be like, "Is this a Belmont song?" Yeah, don't forget the Kid Laurel. Yeah, I don't. I, only, I don't know who's the fuck. He's I fired. Just know, He's I gas. just know the. I know the beat. Well, obviously that song is fucking a slap. So, but yeah, uh, Bowser's mixtape by Belmont. I don't, I don't know how you feel about this thing. But. Dude, I'm with you, man. This whole thing. So I, I just listened to most, pretty much the whole entire thing, like before this podcast. Absolutely yeah. insane. I, dude, the opening, Bowser's Castle, Ugh. slaps, dude. That hardcore shit they throw in there, the easy core shit, whatever you want to call and it. Bro, li- and the lyrics for that are so fucking good, too. Oh, they're great, dude. They're fucking great. I'm looking around. I'm standing here all by myself, but standing proud, six feet under the ground. Just silence now. The voices start to drown. I won't be found feeling safe or sound. (laughs) It's just an Bowser's Castle is my favorite song so far on this EP. I mean, you can't really go wrong with having a they cover Avenged Sevenfold Nightmare too. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with the Hollowed Out and Pushing Daisies remix. Um, It's just. It's just incredible how talented they are and how they can incorporate their this like techno sound as well. Cause yeah, it's like a little bit of hip hop. And- yeah, but, yeah, they do they do that a lot. And Pain now it's got that rap in it. It's got like these little subtle little eight bars real quick before, and then it's just really cool how they can, you know, basically Belmont's like the post Malone of pop punk. Like yeah, <laughs> they're doing incredible things in in. And I just love the way Pure Noise is going right now because it's it's like an upgrade with these bands and these albums that are dropping. And it's not one of those like, oh, fuck, they went off the ledge. It's like they're upgrading and it's just so good. And yeah, I, like, I, like every it. song is really good on this. But the breakdown oh, in Belmont, my. It's, it's just like all their songs is so fucking cool, man. And I don't know if you saw the Easter eggs um, in this video, in the first video in Belmont's uh, bowser's castle that song mm. but there's a lot of easter eggs in that they show a lot of artwork that has to do with uh their uh, self-titled album i'm gonna just say oh, go dope. watch yeah go watch uh bowser's castle you'll see the dragon tiger eagle and cobra and if you don't know what that is just go look at oh. the self-titled album 
so supposedly, I, I mean, I don't, not supposedly, um, I think Bowser's Castle mm-hmm. and um, Pain Now are going to be on their new record. Oh, cool. Well, that makes sense because they're the only yeah. like two songs that aren't covers yeah. or um, um, acoustic remixes. remixes or whatever. I even loved the hollowed out re- like acoustic. Like you see that and you're like, oh, it's just it's like, no, they like added like kind of like when Can't Swim did the reimagine thing. Yeah. Like there's a little like they do like some 808s in there and like, yeah, dude, like it's pretty cool. It's not it's it's not your typical like acoustic. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think they were inspired by the lo-fi. Um, did you ever listen to any of that? Mm, yes. Yeah, you can tell there's a lot of that in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the lo-fi. They do clairvoyant. They do a bunch of pop punk. Yeah. Looking, dude. Yeah. That's it's like just a pure noise thing. So it's like only like knocked loose is on there. Uh, the story so far. Belmont. There's a bunch of. I think there's even a Youth Fountain song on there, if I'm mm. not mistaken. I don't know off the top of my head. I could just be, like, fantasizing that. But, yeah, man, uh, Pure Noise does it again. Belmont mm-hmm. does it again. Like, I mean, even if you, like, I know we've talked about Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Like, even if you listen to their old stuff and then you listen to this new single, like, it's a mm. totally different sound. But it, I fuck with it so good, so hard. Mm-hmm. and i just want to one last thing um just oh go ahead taz's range of voice you can really Dude, hear it in the vent sevenfold yeah like all the other songs are incredible but if you want to hear his range of voice like nightmare is not an easy song to sing Avenged sevenfold no. is really hard to like mm-hmm. cover and mm-hmm. taz almost makes it sound like almost better it's incredible even- even the whole like the whole band dude like they're so incredibly talented like their guitar yeah. player is so fucking good and like the bass player is unbelievable and the drummer is just like those breakdowns are not easy to do like mm-hmm. sorry get a sip of water stay hydrated kids i don't have yeah. any fun facts about water this week good thank god fuck you i, I was gonna ask you if you had any if you had any penis facts but now i hope you don't Wow, that's rude. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. We'll never know. Well, we will. No, because I'm gonna cut that out. You don't edit it. Fuck. Well, whatever. Fine. Um. Yeah. So, Belmont Bowser's mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um. Between you and me, Armageddon, Mayday Parade, what it means to fall apart. And in her own words, leaving forever. Four new releases for you to go check out if you haven't already. Hell yeah. Yeah. Are we ready so, for the what we're going to announce to these people? Oh, yeah. Uh, so big announcement here from us at the Empty Space Podcast. Um, we're actually entering retirement. Um <laughs> We spent some time in Florida, and we were like, hey, this place is really cool. I'm moving um, there. Yeah, we're both moving there. Uh, we're just going to become Disney cast members, and yes. that's going to be it. Yeah. Uh, so this was the last episode of the Empty Space podcast. Um, mm. We're done. Um, yeah. 
Also, so, well, honestly, um, an en- an enlarged prostate gland can uh, cause oh, erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation. So, if you're a man has an unexplained case of either, his doctor's looking forward to checking out his prostate, even if he's not. So, on that note, let's go to Florida. Well, you should actually. We should encourage prostate checks. Well, do you know the oldest species with the penis? Monkeys. It's actually a hard-shelled sea creature called what? Yep, called the Colyembosithan epileptikos. That's obviously oh. that's <laughs> obviously that's Greek for amazing swimmer with large penis. Yeah, duh. It's obvious. I didn't. I pronounced that correctly too. So, what kind well, of a day cool. are you having? Kind of day am I having? Yeah. Uh. It was pretty cool. It was Friday. Is it so. green? Um, is it is um, it green? Did you know? I have a fun fact <laughs> for you. Did you know only three? Ignore me of the, completely. Did you know only three percent of the world's water is drinkable? Why did you do this? I thought you had no water facts. I lied to you. I wanted to see if you had any PP facts, and you did. <sighs> I don't like water anymore. What the fuck? Water is so good for you, man. I know. I drink so much of it. Yeah. Benefits of drinking water. Weight loss, digestion, brain, skin. They don't want to hear that. Headache cure, energy, better exercise. I think we should ask people if they want penis facts and water facts or other facts. Oh, want facts? Yeah. Well, facts or no facts. That's a fact. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to tease them a little bit with what we're what we're doing? Because I, I know try, we've I been... tried earlier. Well, I just asked you what kind of day you were having. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking oh. about something else. The big stuff. The big, big. Oh no! Like, no teases. Oh, too bad. I'm gonna do it anyway. All right. So we've been working with our friend. We got to shout her out. Oh, we definitely have to do that. Yeah, we've been working with our Big friend Shana. Um, she's been incredible. She's been helping us out with mm-hmm. like just stuff. We can't tell you what, but like stuff. She does things for us. Yeah, and we pay her um, tons of money, so much money. She's like, wow, this is awesome. I could buy so much things with this. Yeah, except not. Except we don't pay her anything, broke. but she's amazing. Yeah, and she's been doing some incredible, incredible things, and we cannot wait to tell you and show you them. But not until January 1. That's when everything hits the fan. Right? I didn't know we picked that, but um, that sounds oh. great. <laughs> Maybe earlier. We don't know. Might be Christmas. Might no, be the after Thanksgiving. We it's don't okay. fucking know. No, no, it's all right. We don't know yet. But it's cool. It's going to happen. But, yeah, uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, Mm -hmm. We're trying to get more involved on social media. And, you know, uh, we've talked about downloading the dreaded TikTok, making a TikTok. I'm still going to do it. Steve's going to do it. That's going to be Steve's. Yeah. That's going to be Steve's baby. So look out for TikTok Empty Space Podcast. 
Um, it's gonna be terrible. We won't get any yeah, watches, but oh, it'll be no. There. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be really vulgar. Yeah, penis is size. <laughs> penis is size. <laughs> Um, um, no, but seriously, thank you, Batch, for bringing that up because I totally spaced on that empty. Um, <laughs> Shayna has been awesome. She's helping us out. Yes, I'm reiterating, but um, yeah, it's great. And I'm don't nothing more, nothing less. You'll hear. We're excited. Yeah, we can't wait. It's gonna be like there's a new era coming to the moon. To the yeah, moon. Yeah, to the moon, kids. To the freaking moon. All right, onwards with, and forwards, back with freaking laser beams. With laser beams. So anyway, I'm sure you, as you've read from the title, and from me asking what kind of day he has, and he still hasn't answered. Ah, uh, fucking green day. All right, Damn, and this album so is about what Steve is. Steve's a Nimrod. But if you spell Nimrod backwards, it's Darim. Again, that's what Steve is. <laughs> you want the definition of Nimrod? Because I'll give it to you. I do. Okay, hold on. Wasn't expecting a follow up. I think I should. <laughs> Dermid. Do- Dormin. Dormin. If you spell Green Day backwards, it's Dormin. Not, Not Green, Green Day. Day. Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod backwards is Dormin. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what's the definition? Uh, hang on. Oh, mm-hmm. don't have uh, it, do you? And, uh, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. An, an inept person. What's inept? You. I don't know the definition. So I to look up. Oh my god. Do you yeah. know the definition? Smart yeah. ass. Yeah. What is it? Having or showing no <laughs> skill, clumsy. Fuck. Yeah. That's so mean. But it also uh, means a skillful hunter. See, I can hunt. Yeah, you can hunt anything from prairie dogs to grizzly bears. Yeah, you haven't seen me on my bad days. Oh, I've only seen you on your bad days then. Use over time for Nimrod. Oh, people used Nimrod in the 1800s quite a bit. Well, and then it really died. It died off a little bit in the 1900s. 19, I don't know, 1970, it came back a little bit, dipped down, and now it's kind of leveled off again in 2019, 2021. So, yeah, that's uh, that. That's Nimrod. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, in case you didn't know. We are talking about Green Day's fifth studio record. What is it, Stephen? Nimrod. Nimrod. Um, it came out October 14th, 1997 on Reprise Records. Uh, the band began working on the album in the wake of the cancellation of a European tour after the release of Insomniac. It was recorded at Conway Recording Studios in Los Angeles. Uh, the album was written with the intent of creating a set of standalone songs as opposed to a cohesive album. Retrospectively, Nimrod's noted for its musical diversity and experimentation, which we'll get into, containing elements of folk, hardcore, surf rock, and ska. Lyrical themes discussed include maturity, personal reflection, and fatherhood. Ooh. Uh, the mm. album peaked at number 10 on the Billboard US charts. Certified double platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, the record was certified triple platinum in Australia and double platinum in Canada. 
Oh, Canada. Nimrod received generally positive reviews from critics who praised Armstrong's songwriting. The album yielded an acoustic hit, Good Riddance, Time of Your Life, which appeared on numerous pop culture events, including the second to last episode of Seinfeld in 1998. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. pretty cool. I didn't know that at all. Green Day was on Seinfeld. That's so cool. To promote the album, Green Day embarked on an extensive touring schedule. The album was reissued on vinyl June 16, 2009. The album was released in Europe as an HD CD. I don't know what that is. High definition CD, I bet. Yeah. Um, the songs Nice Guys Finish Last, Hitching a Ride, and Good Riddance were featured on the video game Green Day Rock Band. In 1995, they released Insomniac, which did not perform as well commercially as the band as Dookie. Speaking of Insomniac, um, Billy Joe noted it did a lot better than I thought it was going to do from the sound of it. We knew it wasn't going to sell as much as Dookie. Um, then they blah 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 brought on an extensive world tour, yeah, 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 to promote Insomniac in '96. During this time, the band continued to write and eventually completed over three dozen new songs by the beginning of 1997. Although the group's last effort with producer Rob Cavallo was considered a disappointment, the band did not contemplate choosing anyone else to work with on Nimrod as the members viewed Cavallo as a mentor. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. So that when they took their little break there, when they canceled the European section of Insomniac's tour, that's when they wrote Nimrod. Okay. So before we get into this, my opinion, just my opinion, most underrated Green Day album ever. I don't think this album gets talked about enough. I think it gets overshadowed by um, Dookie and American Idiot. I think this is, again, just my opinion. Um, Green Day's second best record. I think it goes Dookie, Nimrod, American Idiot. Um that's my top three Green Day records. Uh, yeah, I think this this record, front to back, is just an absolute masterpiece. Um, it's so punk. It's so, like, it's just amazing, like, lyrically, musically. It, it really, like, they grew so much on this record from, I mean, they were still angry, but they weren't, like, as angry at everything. Um, it had a just, it is just all over the place on this record. Um, I think this is one of, I think on Insomniac, a lot of the songs sounded the same. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Did you yeah. say that? No, I agree with you. Uh, Nimrod, I don't think there's one song that sounds the same on Nimrod. It's like they went back to, like, if this had followed up Dookie, I think they would have, like, it would have just been even bigger for them. 
not that it really gets much bigger than playing sold out sports stadiums and shit, but like, yeah, this is, in my opinion, Green Day is like, this is their most underrated record. I don't think this album gets enough love at all. Thoughts, Steven, go. I think this is, if you're going to do it, I'd say it too. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was, I think it's really underrated for sure. It's uh, one of my favorites, definitely, probably top three. Mm-hmm. And because like Dookie's my favorite, and then yeah. I really like American Idiot. No, there's nothing wrong with and that. I mean, this one probably would be up there, but definitely agree with you. It's definitely underrated. Uh, I think they got rid of their angsty sound and got more like pop punk, like rock, like punk. More, pu- ah, I don't know how to explain it. More it just doesn't rock. have, yeah, it doesn't have that angsty sound to it as much it's still there it's just not as much you can just see the growth in this album i i like it a lot i'd give it like a 20 out of 10 it's really good every i agree with you again with every song having its own sim sound to it i think Mm -hmm. once again i'm gonna say it for like the fourth time now maybe fifth that the bass and the drums is really underrated and in this album specifically the bass is so good yeah, it's not just your average like open close or one twos open close. It's it's really all over Intricate. the place in a good way. And uh, I really like this album, and it's got a lot of great hits on it that made it a lot of places in Green yeah. Day's um, career. So that's that's my sum for this album. Cool. You uh you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's fucking break this bad baby down. Okay. Um. First song off this record is Nice Guys Finish Last. Oh man. Did you um did you happen to watch the music video? Uh I think I've seen it before. I haven't watched it lately though. It's like they're like getting ready for like the Super Bowl or something. Yes, yes. They, yeah, well, they're right. getting ready for a show, and it's like the NFL Films thing. Like, yeah, dude. On the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, you'll have to play that in this. I will. Oh my god! So the metaphors in this leading track are extremely clever, such as the lines "Don't pat yourself in the back." You might break your spine. They all point to the narrator's strong feeling that the truly genuine people really come out on top. As a result, people who aim to accomplish something must be aggressive and assertive. The narrator has realized this fact and seems to have had past experience with it. He tried being a nice guy and it didn't get him anywhere. Um, bro, what an unbelievable opener for an album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, just comes right out with, like, the intro to this is so fucking sick with the drums. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, and then Billy's voice at the, like, just in the beginning. Nice guys finished last. You're running out of gas. Your sympathy will get you left behind. 
so fucking good, dude. Um, I really, I just absolutely fucking love this song. Um, I love like just everything about it. it's just this is like I know we just said that it's not as angsty, but this is like so angry and just like, <laughs> um. <clears throat> I love the pre-chorus. Uh, pressure cooker, pressure cooker, pick my brain and tell me I'm insane. I'm so fucking happy I could cry. Every joke could have its truth, but now the joke's on you. I never knew you were such a funny guy. Hmm. Uh, nice guys finish last. Uh, when you run out of gas, don't pat yourself on the back. You might break your spine. Uh, that's so fucking cool. Um. Then I love the instrumental like breakdown that it does after, oh, yeah. one, after like the second to last chorus. Yeah. So awesome. Um just a really fucking great song, like really great opener to a record. Yeah. Um funny music video. Probably one of Green Day's like only funny music videos. <laughs> yeah, they don't do many, but no, this was this was a fun one that they did. Um what are your thoughts on this? What do you got on this one? Same as you, man. I, I do like that breakdown they have. Like, just yeah. super hard pop, punk fucking rock there. And great song. Great, great intro song. And uh, it's just good, dude. I just love it. Yeah, man. It's a great one. Um. This is one of my, that's one of my favorites on the record. That's not my favorite, but it's one of, definitely okay. one of. Um, you got the next one. Mm, next one's a classic. A yes, classic, next classic. one. If you, I don't, I'm not going to step on your toes, but I just want to get this out there. Do it. If you see Green Day live, mm. this song is so much fucking fun live. Mm-hmm. This song absolutely fucking rules live, and we're gonna talk about it in just a second. Three, so two, one, one, two, three, four. Yo, <laughs> hey, Mister, where you headed? Are you in, Are you a, in hurry? a hurry? <laughs> Need to live to happy, happy hours. Say, oh, oh no. <laughs> Hitching a ride by Green Day opens up with the violin solo. This is the second track on. Their lead single from Green Aids album. It tells the troubles of an alcoholic having trouble staying sober. The lyrics. So I love this song. Yeah, the lyrics highlight Green Day at their most inventive, with nearly every phrase having two or more meanings. As it plays with literal and figurative meanings of works and expression. This song is very well known. This is one of their songs. If you're a Green Day fan, you definitely know it. And then how the verse, uh, first verse goes into the second verse, how it ends. A one, two, one, yeah. two, three, four. Doom, 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 doom. It's God, it's so good. Uh, cold like, turkey's getting stale. Tonight I'm eating crow. Love Fermit, that. I love that. Manila. Poison oak, no. There's a drought at the fountain of youth, and I'm dehydrated. My tongue is swelling up, and I say, a one, two, two, one, one two, two, three, three four. four. And oh then the chorus, God. of course, troubled times, you know I cannot lie. I'm off the wagon, and I'm hitching a ride. 
so good dude i like every time i hear it and i think of like them live like i just think of like the whole crowd with the one two one two three four yeah dude this is such a um what's it called um stadium song like in a yeah like it's so good it is um and it like really helped me when i was struggling to stay sober at times like it still does to this day like especially the line uh do you break for distilled spirits i need a break as well uh because it's like a play on words you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's what and that's what they were describing the song yeah yeah it's like you know it's like a car breaking like do you stop for Mm -hmm. distilled spirits and then it's like i need i need a break as well Mm -hmm. like i need a break like distilled spirits is like booze Mm. you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm like you stop for booze. Well, I need a break as well. Like it's just so clever and so cool. Um, yeah. I really love that line. And then I also love the cold turkeys getting stale tonight. I'm eating crow. Like mm-hmm. it's like a quitting cold turkey, but it's like you know what I mean. It's that that whole cold turkey thing's getting stale. So tonight I'm eating crow. Like you know, um, I'm trying to think how to like describe what eating crow means. Um, it's like being humiliated or like admitting you're wrong mm. after taking like a strong like stance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like no, the sky's green. Well, I gotta eat crow because it's actually blue. Um, <laughs> but it's just like this song is just so fucking good, and it like like you don't realize it until like the bridge comes. And he's like, um, you know, there's a drought at the fountain of youth and I'm dehydrated. My tongue is swollen up and I say, and then it's like that violin thing just like holds yeah. that note. And then you shit. And then it just like goes fucking crazy. Uh, I, was like, I, 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 I just love the violin in the background too. I think that's really cool. Um, the drums are really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you realize how like amazing the drums and bass are until you see this song live. Mm. Cause like they take like a huge break in this, in the song and like, uh, Billy goes on like this whole big rant and then like, you know, the whole crowd's like chanting one, two, one, two, three, four, one, two, one, two, three, four. And then like, you know, then he like says some stuff and like, then you sit there and, and, uh, he's like, everyone at the next one, two, three, four, I want you to lose your <laughs> fucking minds. I love that because he's talking while they're playing. Yeah. Yeah. And like you sit there and you're like, Holy no, no, shit. no, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> yeah. He That's sits down. Remember, he like yeah. sits there and he like pouts and stuff. Yeah. And he's dude. Like, then he like stands up and he's like getting. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. I love it. I'm getting it's all excited. Great fan <laughs> interaction. I love that. he does Yeah, that. dude. Yeah, because like the crowd like goes silent because they're not really sure what's going on, and he goes mm-hmm. and sits down in front of the drums, and he's like pouting, and then he like sits there, and he's and then like people start to get it, and then he's like uh, he like stands like perks up like are you doing it, and then he like stands up and he starts like waving his hands around and stuff like he's getting more like he's getting stronger and stronger, and then that's when he's like does the whole like next one two three four i want this whole place to lose their fucking minds mm-hmm. and then they do and it's just so fucking cool i love yes, the song so much me too did you have anything else on this no no I, i'm glad you brought up the uh live 
aspect because that's very important in this song because they always play it and it is very yeah. very fun yeah. his interaction and yeah that no i don't have anything else that was i'm glad you brought that up though yeah they play a lot of songs on this record live mm-hmm. um so we'll get into the next one. Oh yeah uh the next one is normally what i can be described as oh a bit of a grouch <gasps> you don't yeah, say I'm, I'm a little grouchy sometimes batch the grouch I... <laughs> I was a young boy that had big plans now i'm just another shitty old man what did i burn and i hate everything no world tells me so fuck you glory days don't be um this song is the perspective of a grumpy, arrogant, and irritated man who has grown, quote-unquote, grown old and shows how he's wasted all his life away and now all he can do is complain about it. He exists, he exists, but he's lost, in his will, he's lost his will to live. He hates everything and drowns himself in regret and hatred. Uh, this song was apparently written, allegedly, allegedly, after Billy Joe had a fight with his wife, Aidy. How cool is that? It's pretty sick, so I dude. I went to your room and read your diary. Little Weezer for you. How cool is that? I love Wee Wee. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, I just love how it, like, right off the bat, it's just like the guitar and Billy. And it's, I was a young boy that had big plans. Now I'm just another shitty old man. And that's mm. when the band comes in. Oh, man. Yep. So good. I don't have fun and I hate everything. And the world owed me. The world owes me. So fuck you. <laughs> I love how he said that this is not that angsty. <laughs> but like, uh, glory, day, glory days don't mean shit to me. I drank a six pack of apathy. Life's a bitch, and so am I, and the world owes me, so fuck you. Um, I like the chorus. Uh, wasted youth, wasted youth, and a fistful of ideals. I had a young and ost- optimistic point of view. Wasted youth and a fistful of ideals. I had a opt- young and optimistic point of view. Um, that's really cool. Like I really relate to a lot of that. Like. You know, I don't have fun and I hate everything and the world owes me, so fuck you. Um, Like, I feel like that's, like, a lot of people today feel that way. Oh, definitely. Like, they're just so angry. Like, you know, they're definitely, I was a young boy that had big plans. Now I'm just another shitty old man. I don't have fun and I hate everything and the world owes me, so fuck you. It's just, you know, that's how a lot of people I feel like subconsciously think like when they're so like you see someone who's so angry all the time like you know like over the top angry just like always mad and like seems like they hate everything and everyone like i think that's just a perfect description of it you know what i mean yeah um i love the second verse I've decompressed it. Yeah, my gut's getting fat. Oh my god, I'm turning, turning out like, out my, like dad. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always rude and I got a bad attitude in the world. It was me, so fuck you. The wife's a nag and the kid's fucking up. I don't have sex because I can't, can't get it get up. It up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a grouch sitting on the couch and the world owes me, so fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I just, you know, just the way it's sung and everything is just so fucking good. Oh, yeah. Um, Another instrumental break in this one. That's another fucking good one. Um, Yeah, so that was the grouch. I don't know if you have anything on this one. I just loved how angry it was and also the humor. Yeah, like it's angry, but it's also like. It's it's kind of a joke too at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it definitely has that vibe, but I also like the like the bass. This is the my favorite song with the bass. Okay. Uh this song has definitely got just a groovy bass in the background that just sounds so good. I definitely have a uh a uh big heart for the bass. I think it's because it's the first instrument that I learned how to play. Um and also yeah. it's like holds the ground for a lot of songs. But no, this song is great, dude. Uh very very aggressive very funny and uh just overall good sounding such a green day vibe yeah man 100 percent um i also failed to mention in hitching a ride the bass and hitching a ride is out of control mm. it's really good um but yeah this is definitely like a more punky a more punk song for green day mm-hmm Definitely, um, definitely loved it though. Like it's like they went back to their roots on this one. Um, yeah, that was the Grouch by Green Day. Not to be confused with the Grinch. Yeah, the Grinch. <laughs> Next one for you. Handsome. Next one for me is redundant. This is where things switched a little bit. Yes, here. completely. How, the way it's sung, the way the a little music softer. Is. We're living in repetition. Uh, this oh. is the third single from Green Day's fifth album. It's about uh, Billy's relationship with his wife Adriana. Um, this song is like Bash has mentioned is just complete switch on it. It just got this like lower tones. It's like they took the volume and went down to three. And we're just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just the drums are very like sick bass in this very one sick too. bass in this one, too. Um, it's probably one of the most underrated songs I probably say on this yeah. album uh, because it's a little different. It's like a, a love lot of, song. A lot it's of harmonizing on this. Um it's just a story about what love really is, man, honestly. And yeah, some of my favorite lyrics would be, um, well, the chorus is definitely good because it says, because I cannot speak, I've lost my voice. I'm speechless and redundant because I love you. It's not, I love you is not enough. I'm lost for words. I love um, that, dude. And that's, that's makes up a lot of the song, honestly. Yeah. Um, the first force coming in, like we were just saying, is we're living in repetition, content in the same old stick again. Now the routines turn into contention, like a production line going over and over and over roller coaster. And like, I guess a lot of people can relate to feeling like they're stuck in the same shit, in the same relationship, and it feels kind of endless. And uh, yeah, his analogy of being on a roller coaster, it's just like up and down and up and down, whether that's fighting or arguing or whether that's just like we do the same shit, we go out the same places, we do the like it's very important in a relationship to spice things up, to change things, to be consistently uncomfortable at certain times. And to also recognize that 
you know, it's, it's, it's okay to do the same things, but it's also <clears throat> really important to switch things up. And that's, you know, that you can get stuck in relationships like I have in the past. And I'm sure batch has where it's like, you get frustrated with each other because you're doing the same thing, but no one's actually putting the effort in to make a difference. And if you're in a relationship right now where you feel like you're stuck and things are boring, you know, maybe it's not the right match or maybe it's something that you guys need to change as a couple or as an individual. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important. And this song can teach you that, like, you know, push out of your boundaries, try to change things up. And that could be as simple as not going to Red Robin every Friday and having a dinner you cook in with your loved one or partner and in experimenting. Um, Very important. I think sexually. Yes. Yeah. Stick a finger in a butt, you know, Whoa. if you haven't tried that, it is actually very enjoyable. That's redundant. Next song, Batch. <laughs> you said it, and I had to, like, switch back to the camera so I could, like, see you. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to, like, look at you and, like, look you in the eye and be like, you sure you want to say that? Yes. Well, anyway, let your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever uh, put a finger in your bum. See how it feels. Might like it. Might not. Don't know until you try it. Hmm. Did you like it? I told you I liked it. Oh, okay. That's cool, man. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to toss your peanut butter later. You said that earlier. I like that, too. Yeah. You, did you like that? I thought that was cool that I wanted to make jelly and your peanut butter uncrustable. I would touch it. I'd let you oh. do it. All right. Cool, man. We'll get that going, then. Well, uh, I'll be by in a little bit. Bye. Okay. Uh, we're only doing half the record today, so... Bye, everyone. See ya. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So this next one is called Scattered. Well, I've got some scattered pictures lying on my bedroom floor. Reminds me of the times This is one of my favorite songs on this album. Um, so Billy's looking at old pictures of someone he used to love. He realizes that he still misses this person and maybe even still loves them. Gradually, his regret and despair grow as he starts to understand that he needs to be, that he needs to be them. He admits all mistakes he's made and is now willing to change as he believes his life is purposeless. Without them. Um, I just love, like, because I saw them at the House of Blues once, and it was amazing, and they played this song, and it was so cool. Um, the first verse, well, I've got some scattered pictures laying on my bedroom floor. Reminds me of the times we shared. Makes me wish that you were here, because now it seems I've forgotten my purpose in this life. Well, all the songs have been erased. Guess I've learned from my mistakes. Um, it's really cool. Uh, it's really like a lot of like self-reflection in this one. Um, I love the second verse. Well, loose ends, tied in knots, leaving a lump down in my throat. I'm gagging on a souvenir. Live to fill another year. We'll drag it on and on. Until my skin is ripped to shreds. 
while leaving myself wide open, living out of sacrifice. Um, and then it goes to the chorus, open the past and present now that we are there, story to tell and I am listening. Open the past and present and the future too. It's all I've got and I'm giving it to you. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, like I said, looking back at like past mistakes you've made and realizing that you need to admit to those and what you need to do to fix those. And that's really, that's what a lot of growth in this song mm -hmm. that you see on this record, but it's one of my favorite songs in this record. I can see why. Yeah, man. I Give definitely, I definitely like, I definitely like this song. I definitely like the meaning. I definitely see little batch listening to this and actually understanding yeah. <laughs> this or not even like teenage batch, I should say. And just being like, wow, like this makes sense. Like I can yeah. just see like, you know how you always talk about like Blink and Green Day and how like Green Day just has all this, like a lot of like powerful meaning and their lyrics. And like they def this definitely can like summarize that. But also my, I want to say that this song gives me big American idiot vibes, like big, not yes. that song fucking, Wait, no. Yeah, that's the name of yeah. the album, right? Nimrod. No, the American Idiot. Right? Yeah, American Idiot. Okay, yeah. sorry, I'm going to redo that. This uh, this song gives me big American Idiot vibes, just like the, with the intro and the way it is. It's almost like a little little um, extra song on that album with a little more old school vibe to it. You can just hear it. Yeah, you can see where like the American Idiot song kind of came from a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it became more less like punk. Yeah. And more punk rock with them at this point. But in a really good way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this song's great. It was definitely like one of, you know, little batch sitting there being like, yeah, I get this. This is mm -hmm. sick. Like, um, but yeah, uh, that's scattered by Green Day, obviously. Um, it is your turn, my sweet, sweet Steven. Okay. Next song is Unless you had something else. No, that's perfect. I like Fine. That. Okay, fine. Okay. The next song is uh All the Time. Dun, 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 dun. This song yeah. is about addiction. Most of probably never did need to struggle to alcohol. Mm -hmm. This person mm -hmm. has constantly made his goal to stop drinking, but tragically, tragically, he falls back to his old ways. But then he realizes this can't go on any further because his addiction <laughs> isn't leading anywhere good. He keeps putting off the time. It's evil. It's evil. When he actually quit drinking and finds more reasons to take a sip. So struggling with alcohol and quitting drinking. This is what that song is about. It's called All the Time. And the chorus comes in is all the time, every time I need it. What's the time? I said the time is right. Here's to me. Let's find another reason. Down the hatch in a bad attitude. Salute. Drinking, drinking, drinking. And then it goes mm -hmm. into the first verse where he says, I'm wasting time, wasting time down a bumfuck road. And I don't know where the hell it'll go. Here looms huffing fumes and I'm picking up the pace. I'm going to smash straight into a wall. So a lot of self-reflection about the fact that uh, drinking and how it's affecting his life and how he um, 
just basically hates it but loves it at the same time which is addiction and then the second verse is promises promises it was all set in stone cross my heart and hope to die sugar fix dirty tricks and a trick question guess i should have read between the lines so uh i'm sure batch being older and going through what you went through could relate to this song a lot if i may speak for you there yeah um maybe I'm definitely wrong. no uh definitely definitely related to this uh, like a ton um like recently in my life um you know it was um it's tough to stop doing something that you've done like for, like all the time mm-hmm. um legit like the name of the song all the time um i really like it really resonated with me um the the chorus obviously all the time every time i need it what's the time said i said the time is right here's to me let's find another reason down the hatch and a bad attitude salute like here's to me let's find another reason it's like let's just find another like hey it's flag day let's get drunk like oh you know um just like promises promises it was all set in stone Cross my heart and I hope to die. Sugar fix, dirty tricks, and a trick question. Guess I should have read between the lines. Um, I related to that, like, as in, like, promising that, like, you weren't going to drink as much or, like, you know, promising you'll only have one or promising that you're going to quit and, like, just never doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, like, it. it's just it really like struck a chord with me uh and helped me out a lot like this is when you know i say green day save my life like this is one of the songs that helped do that um you know kind of made me like if i was having a tough time not having a drink like i would put this song on a lot and realize like how far i'd come you know especially in the first verse um Wasting time, wasting time down a bumfuck road. And I don't know where the hell it'll go. Heirlooms, huffing fumes, and picking up the pace. I'm going to smash straight into a wall. Like, thinking about driving when I'd had a few too many or something and worrying about smashing into a wall or something. You know, it was Mm -hmm. just like, you know, wasting time down a bumfuck road. Like, that's all you were doing was just wasting time and it it just really helped me out a lot so i love this song that's beautiful dude yeah man song's huge um yeah i don't know do you have anything else on this no that's pretty much it hell yeah man on to the next on to the next you tell me right now which ones that's gonna base are you worried like a rock yeah Uh, this next one is Worry Rock. Uh, presents an arguing couple 
which their relationship has become stale, similar to redundant. The couple has been fighting for a while. While they believe there is still love towards each other, there is no spark to ignite their relationship once again. They can't decide whether to break up or keep on pushing. The arguments make everything worse, and they don't know what to do. So like you had talked about in Redundant, um, being stuck in a relationship and having no way out. This seems like there's a way out, and neither one of them want to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of the intro. Uh, another sentimental argument and bitter love. Fucked without a kiss again, dragged it through the mud, yelling at brick walls and punching windows made of stone. The worry rock has turned to dust, fallen on our pride. This is really good. It, it's got a different sound to it, too. Um, I can see like a little bit of American Idiot in this, too. Like, mm-hmm. hear it, I should say. Um, yeah, this is just a really good one, man. Um, there's a cool guitar solo in this one. Did you just fart? No, I burped. Oh my god, that sounded like you came out of your butt. Did you butt burp? Not yet. <laughs> um, no, it's just a really cool guitar solo in this one. Um, then it goes to the pre-chorus. Uh, a knocked out, dried out fight, fat lips and open wounds, another wasted night. No one will take the fall. Like another fight, no one's gonna break up here, huh? We're just gonna mm. keep going with this. Um yeah, it's just really good, man. Mm-hmm. What did you have on this one? Uh I thought it was good. I didn't have much on it. Um, I thought the lyrics were really good. I thought it had like some um um really deep Beatles vibes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, which was definitely pretty interesting. Um but yeah, I thought it was a great song overall. Uh, like I said, kind of had some Beatle vibes. I thought the lyrics were incredible, and it's just another relationship song, and nothing wrong with that. No, man, not at all. So we'll get into the next one, eh? Yeah, this song is probably the most punk song on the album. Absolutely, it goes hard, it goes fast, it goes into platypus. I hate you. This is so such a cool story. I, I, go, go ahead. <laughs> do you want to say it? <laughs> no, no, no. You can, no, no. You can do it. I want you to do it because okay. it's cool. All right. Uh, Platypus, I Hate You. Um, this song actually shows how Billy hates uh, Tim Yohanan. He's the founder of the 924 Gilman Street. Uh, Yohanan constantly criticizes the band, making them sound like he says, like, basically, they are poppy. Poppy being the keyword, poppy punk sound, and was one of the people who decided to ban Green Day from the 924 Gilman Street due to their departure from Lookout Records. Um, but through harsh insults, death wishes, and according to Billy, uh, lots of potty mouth, quote unquote, Green Day presents a straightforward punk hate anthem. It's widely believed that the songs Ha Ha, You're Dead, and 86 talk about the same hate towards Tim, which we previously did talk about um 86 yeah 86 uh dude yeah. haha you're dead i can't wait to do that yeah, sorry to cut you off but haha you you're dead <laughs> i love haha you're dead it's such a good one yeah good right. no just 
dude just super fucking to the point super fucking punk like and i mean punk punk and uh just fast singing it you rise and fall back up against the wall what goes around is coming back and haunting you it's time to quit because you ain't worth the shit under my shoes of or the piss on the ground uh then the pre-chorus no one loves you and you know it don't pretend that you enjoy it or you don't care because now i wouldn't lie uh or tell you all the things you want to hear and then the chorus is just Typical Billy. Sounds like Billy's I just chew. fucking wasted. Because I like, chew. Because I hate you. Because I chew. <laughs> um, I love the way yeah. the uh, the pre-chorus is sung. Mm-hmm. No one loves you and you know it. Don't pretend that you enjoy it or you don't care. Yeah. I just love the way that it's like, it's almost like, na 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 na. Oh, it de- <laughs> totally is. Totally. Yeah, that. it's so good. Go ahead. That, no, that's all I got, man. There's oh, not much okay. on it besides that. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I just, and then, like, you know, I heard you're sick, sucked on that cancer stick, a throbbing tumor, and, and a radiation high. Shit out of luck, and now your time is up. And it brings me pleasure to know you're going to die. <laughs> Jesus, dark and Christ. Holy shit. It's funny yeah, because this, this song, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, this album's not that angsty. No, it's just angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this it's funny, um, not to jump into the next song, but how this song is compared to the next song, they're complete opposites. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, it's just this is um like the way this one sung is like I heard you're sick, sucked on that cancer stick. A throbbing tumor and a radiation high. Like, it's just, like, so, like, old-school punk. Like, it's just so sick. Fuck yeah. Um, I absolutely fucking... And then I love the bridge. Like, it's... <laughs> when it's, like, dickhead, fuckface, cocksmoking, motherfucking <laughs> asshole, dirty twat, always the steam, and you hope you die. <laughs> That's the best part. Oh, boy. There's, there's Blink's influence. Yes. Okay. There's there's a blink influence right there for a family reunion. If you don't if you don't know what I'm trying to say there, oh. yeah, because family reunion is uh, shit is fuck on cocks. Yeah, so like it's almost like they heard this and they were like, "Hey, you want to just make a song that's that?" It's great, so good. Uh, that's just like that's like the best part of the song. It's so funny though. Oh, yeah. Dickhead, fuck face, cocks, <laughs> motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> They must have had so much fun making that. No, seriously. Like, I can just picture them, like, sitting there, and, and Billy's like, hey, I got something. <laughs> Feel like, your feelings. Yeah, and they're probably sitting there like, I hope you die. Oh, okay. hey, man, maybe we don't. Nah, fuck them. <laughs> There's like, the punk. Yeah, same with, like, the heard your stick sucked on that cancer stick, and then, like, <laughs> brings me pleasure just to know you're going to die. Like, I, I can oh, just yeah. picture them, like, sitting there being like, we're gonna do that, huh? That's what's happening. That's what's okay, happening. <laughs> I already hit record. We're doing it. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. This one's a good one. Love this song. Um, did you have anything else on that? No, that's it. Okay. We're almost halfway through here. On number nine. Um, this one is up tight. I'm a 
it's arguably one of Green Day's probably darkest songs, I'd say, right? Oh, uh, not even a question. Like, talking about one, suicide, dude. Another one that, like, I this is again where I like when I say that I related to Green Day more than Blink, this is why, again, like alcoholism and depression. Um, after repeatedly relapsing despite trying to get sober, feels hopeless, finds himself contemplating suicide. Wonder who's been there before. Oh, me. A few times. He describes life as a dead-end road with no goals or dreams. Everything he does is doomed to be disappointment right from the start. Yeah, man. Uh, boy, this one. Really, um, really helped me out a lot, man. Um, like at a at like a young age too. Like before I knew anything about like alcoholism, like I obviously knew what it was, but like before I was dealing with that, I was just dealing with the depression and like suicidal thoughts and everything else. Like this song was there from when I was just a kid. Um, I say kid, like, I mean, 17, 18 years old, 16, whatever. Um, just like, you know, the way I woke up on the wrong side of the floor, made, made my way through the front door, broke my engagement with myself, a perfect picture of bad health and other notch scratched in my belt. Future just ain't what it used to be. Uh, then it goes to the. Second verse, I got a new start in a dead-end road. Peaked, peaked out on reaching new lows. Owed, I paid off all the debts to myself. Picture perfect of bad health. Another notch scratched in my belt. The future's in my living room. Um, and then just like the chorus, uptight, I'm a nag with a gun, yeah. All night, suicide's last call. I've been uptight all night. I'm a son of a gun. It just repeats that a bunch of times. Um, yeah, like I used to not be able to sleep very well, like some nights, you know. Uh, and I would listen to this song a lot and obviously other ones. But like for some reason, this one just kind of like gave me like a <clears throat> like a, a calming feeling that like someone else is up all night and feels the same way I do right now. Um, and it kind of like helped me get to sleep, you know, you know, how uh, am I saying that right? Yeah. Like it was just like that chorus was like all night suicides last call. I've been uptight all night. I'm a son of a gun. Like that thing that uptight all night was like, I was like, Oh, he gets it. I was like, Billy understands. Like, Obviously, there was a bunch of other Green Day songs and some other songs and stuff, but this one was definitely huge to like help me, like, relax a little bit and get to sleep when mm-hmm. I couldn't on nights that like the voices were too loud. Well, not the voices, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That the shit, the noise was too loud. I should say, not the voices, but the the noise was too loud and I couldn't get to sleep. And yeah, this song helped me out a lot, man. When I was a kid and like. Then again, like trying to get sober and stuff and trying to 
you know, it's almost like you got to start your life. Well, you do, but like, you got to learn how to do things again without alcohol. And like this song helped me out a lot with that too. Um, it's a good one. Really, really like meaningful song. Yeah. I'm so, glad it helps you out, dude. I mean, that, yeah, that means a lot that obviously, I mean, I think this song is very um, forward with what it's looking for. There's no like sudden hidden images and wording. So I think that's important sometimes to kind of get the point across fast. And I'm glad that it helped you. I mean, Billy's really good. He's a master at writing like morbidly Me. depressing songs, but also yeah. giving them some stupid, catchy up-tempo melody which is like his perfect right. combination so i think everything you said was honestly beautiful and i'm glad it did that for you i i didn't listen to this at that time that i needed this song I could right, say, right but yeah. i totally know what you're saying and how you feel and how this song can relate to you while we break it down mm. yeah it was uh it was a big one man mm. for sure um you want me to just did you have anything else? Or are you good? No, that was it. I'll, uh, so the last ride in is just an instrumental. Yeah. Um, it's just like a surf song, kind of. Really cool. Really yeah, cool it's bass. cool. Doom, boom, 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 boom. And then it has like the little like, I don't, is that like a maraca? Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be that or it could be um something else. I forget the name of it, but yeah. It's so cool. It's it's a really cool song. Like it's almost like I picture it like you're like up before the sun and you get to see the sunrise as you're like driving. <laughs> that's and you're cool. smoking a cigarette, drinking a coffee. Like that's like that that's so cool. That's yeah, how I get it. Is. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. It's really sweet. Like I can picture like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say what I've I'll say it, but you can delete it. Like, you know, it's like, it kind of makes me think of your old man. Like, okay. Yeah. In a way. Cause like, he's so like, Hey man. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> like, definitely. So like, that's like, that's just recently, like that just popped in my head. Like haven't <laughs> listened to it now. Like I was like, Oh wow. Like I can that's just funny. picture Steve, Steve's dad being like, this is, this is rad, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, this is gnarly, dude. <laughs> but yeah um so yeah it's a really cool um little ditty um if you ever surf i guess you could like ride out to this yeah i guess so pretty right? sweet one yeah fuck yeah man all right next one's all you homeboy oh my god okay the the next song is jinx Uh, this is basically as green day as you get in my opinion yeah yeah um very good song very pop punk not even i just say punk rock honestly at this point but mm-hmm. um uh this song is about punishment low self-esteem and being cursed has jinxed if you don't know the you you got jinxed you're jinxed um it sees a narrator who is constant grief he is in an emotional and or physical misery and he suffers due to someone who was previously in love with him the narrator knows he is cursed and reluctantly accepts his suffering while knowing that people around him might also be affected. 
Um, and then this song also leads into um, the uh, next song. So it's one of those. But uh, very Green Day song. Very, very much Green Day song. And it starts with the intro, which is, again, Billy's go-to. One, two, three, four. Yeah. And then it goes into the first verse, which is, I fucked up again. It's all my fault. So turn me around and face the wall and read me in my rights and tell me I'm wrong until it gets me into my thick skull. Until it gets into my thick skull, excuse me. Um, I don't have much on this song. I don't know if you do. Um, um, I don't know. I just like it's um, it's kind of how like you like self loathe and like beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're down, you know, like I'm hexed with regrets and bad luck. So keep your distance. It's rubbing off. Oh, you'll be damned to spend your life in hell or earth with me. Tangled at your feet. You finally met your nemesis disguised as your fatal long lost love. So kiss it goodbye until death do we part. You hmm. fell for a jinx for crying out loud. Um, yeah, it's just like really a lot of self-hate in a short song. But Absolutely. I really liked it. I like this song a lot. It's like fast and short and it's super punk. I just love how it goes into the next song, honestly. Yeah. I love how I love transitionings like that. Same, same man. Uh it's a <laughs> it's so good. Um you want to do the next one or do you want me to do it? No, it's your turn. Uh I don't know how to say this one. Hashinka. Hashinka. I think that's how you say it. Hashinka. Or Haushinka. 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 I don't know, but it's probably like Hishika. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, Billy Joe wrote this for a girl he met when the band was on tour in Japan. Her unusual Ooh. name stuck with him, and he decided to write a song about her. This song story arc, the narrator has deep feelings for Hashinka, but never really confessed her emotions to her. He is left with unresolved conflicts as he keeps wondering what could have been of the two song was written in green day's early days. It was going to be on Kerplunk, but the band didn't like the sound of it at the time, but later decided to put it on Nimrod. Oh, didn't know that. It's not, it's not the only song they did that with. Ooh. Yes. Secret. Yes. 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 Uh, this is cool. Um, Hashinka is a girl with a peculiar name. I met her on the eve of my birthday. Did she know? Did she know? Did she know before she went away? Does she know? Does she know? Does she know it's been, it's too damn late? Uh, this girl has flown away. Now she's gone. I think that's really, this girl has fl- flown far away. <laughs> now she's gone. Like now that I see the Kerplunk thing. Yeah. I can hear it now. Like yeah. that song is Stoker Plunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is such a Green Day song. Um like an early Green Day song. And it makes sense. If you listen to Kerplunk and then go listen to this immediately, you'll be like, this should have been on Kerplunk. Because mm-hmm. just the way it's sung and the way it sounds, 
everything about it is like fuck or plunk. So yeah, we are on walking alone. country vibe in the beginning with the fucking harmonica yeah i love the harmonica in this it's really cool uh walking alone displays the story of an outcast who's been who has made a series of mistakes and has left a bitter image of him implanted in society he walks down his past reminiscing all his troubles and realizes that now he's all alone so i love the chorus says sometimes i need to apologize sometimes i need to admit that i ain't right sometimes i should just keep my mouth shut or only say hello sometimes i still feel like i'm walking alone really captures the feeling of being alone yeah Um, really makes you not feel like you're the only one doing that and in the second verse he mentions how he walks on eggshells on my older stomping ground yet there's really no one left that's hanging around isn't that another familiar face too drunk to figure out they're fading away good song um another self reflecting song yeah lots man. of good meaning billy always really really captures that um we could break down each song on this album literally and put it into mental health and how important it is to be self-aware and to not abuse yourself and mm. billy just captures that really well in this song and all the songs but um yeah. this song's got a definitely different vibe to it when it comes to green day it doesn't have that pop punk sound or that punk rock sound it's more of a rock yeah. meets like western <laughs> like yeah punk definitely. rock meets like some western style yeah i agree 100 percent, dude i um you pretty much nailed that breakdown there of that one that's I a fucking with that one, one right <laughs> yeah that was good man that was really good yeah that's a good song and it's it's definitely like different than any other song from green day really yeah <laughs> so yeah we'll get into uh the next one yes sir um the next one is reject <gasps> don't call me that i oh man i'm so glad i got to do this one So when Dookie became a big hit, all the kids and teens started to listen to it. Because of this, Billy got a lot of hate mail. And one particular was from a mother that told him he was what's wrong with America, um, that he's a bad influence, and he should stop cursing so much in his music. Uh, She also said she banned listening to punk rock and rock altogether from her family. Uh, as a reaction, Billy wrote this song. In it, he plainly states that he won't change the way he operates just because one person's disapproval. He sarcastically calls himself a reject all-American, which wow. shows his his acceptance of this label. Uh, I have the letter here, if you'd like to hear it. Yes, but before that, is this where American Idiot comes from? Potentially. Because he says, I don't want to be an American idiot. What else? It could be. Doesn't he say something about a reject, too? 
Yeah, the Reject America. Yeah, dude. They, I, mean, I think similarities. so. I think he does. Don't want to be an American. Yeah, he does. One nation under the new media. Information age of hysteria is calling out to idiot America. Welcome to a new God attention all across the alienation. Things are meant to be okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, okay. Just go. <laughs> um, so she writes. Oh, we have that key <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I almost just blessed myself. Bless you. Good Lord. Thanks. Uh, so she says. She got the album wrong too. Um, it was written December 2nd, 1996. Oh, she wrote it for Insomniac. Uh, to whom it may concern, I'm a parent and I am very disturbed by the cassette tape my eight year old son was listening to. His 60 year old grandmother bought it for him as a birthday present and was totally unaware of this explicit content. The store in which she bought it did not have any ticket or color on it to warn parents of the content within a issue I plan to pursue with the right people. Isn't it possible to make music anymore? That tape is not something any song slash any singer slash songwriter should take any pride in at all. It is horrifying and has got to be one of the worst interpretations of an art form that I've ever heard had the misfortune to hear. I know it is possible for the group to make good music, quote unquote, because I have heard them sing before. For example, the song entitled When I Come Around is one of my son's favorites. It's a song that he and his dad sang together whenever it was on MTV or they were driving in the car together. Unfortunately, one doesn't have to sing trash to have the to have a following. And if that creates such a following one would do well to wonder exactly what type of people he wants following him. This may do nothing to change the type of music performed or change your views on the art of making music, but it helps me to know that there is one less family who will be buying such rubbish, and I have a big mouth, so I'll make everyone know, everyone I know aware that tape is trash and you. And as you can plainly see, and you'll find it enclosed. Why don't you do something positive and clean up your act? Uh, isn't there enough garbage in the world? All the thoughts you are hoping you are helping to put in the minds of our youth is scary. You have so much influence. Why not use it for something good? Okay, Karen, let's move forward. <laughs> oh my God, he responded. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just received your letter, and this is my response. I don't write music for parents, grandparents, or eight-year-olds. I write for myself, and I'll say anything I damn well please. That's the difference between you and me. I do what I want. You do what you're told. Obviously, we're not on the same pla- on the pla- on the same planet, let alone the same ballpark. I find people like you offensive, and it, quote-unquote, helps me to know you won't be buying any more of our records. Next time, I suggest you do a little research before you purchase such a quote-unquote rubbish record for your little boy. It might save you 
a few extra bucks. Billy Joe and the rest of Green Day. P.S. You're right about one thing. You do have a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, so this song is a fucking, oh my God. I loved this. So angry. So amazing. Uh, who the hell are you to tell me what I am and what's my master plan? What makes you think that it includes you? Self-righteous, well, stuff flattering yourself. So when the smoke clears, here I am. You reject all American, sucking up to your social sect, making you a nervous wreck to hell and back and hell again. I've gone. You're not my type. You're not my type. Uh, what's the difference between you and me? I do what I want and you do what you're told. So listen and shut the hell up. It's no big deal. And I'll see you in hell. Just so angry. So amazing. Seriously. Uh, the story is really cool where this came from. Um, just a great angsty, angry song for any angry teenager out there. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, that was good, man. Fuck yeah. You're on to the next one, which is probably the heaviest song on the record. This is my favorite song. Well, not really, but this is like my style. In yeah, dude. This is the hardcore song. Like mm-hmm. actually hardcore, like screaming shit. It's dope. Yeah. It's called Take Back. Uh, it's obviously one of the hard, one of the hardest songs Screen Day has ever done. Um, alongside Platypus, I Hate You. Um, The lyrics talk about someone who has been pushed just a little too far by someone else and is willing to resort to violent retribution to, quote-unquote, take back whatever dignity he could still get. Uh, Shortest song on the album with being a minute and nine seconds, but goes hard, man. First verse, Mm. you push me once too far again. I want to break your fucking teeth and stick a knife in the center of your back. (laughs) You better grow some eyes on the back of your head. I fight dirty just like your looks. Can't take... Can't take, can't take, can't take anymore. The chorus is take back, take back, take. And then the second verse, the taste of blood, the taste of bad blood on the tip of my tongue, an eye for an eye, a gun for a gun. Cold cocked and I'm talking back, taking back what's mine. Uh, just super fucking violent, man. Yeah. Super fucking violent. Super yeah, dope. Man. I fucking love how he screams. Like, it's so fucking sick, dude. It's so That's fun. what I mean. Like, this record, they're all over the place, like sound-wise. It's like a sausage with peppers and onions and everything. I mean, dude, yeah. the next song, fucking come on. The next song is, I'm surprised they didn't play this the last time we saw them. That would have been sick. Usually they do, and it's absolute fucking chaos. Um, this song is King for a Day. Um, this is about, um, a little guy, um, wearing his mother's clothes. Um, as a result, he was forced into therapy by his parents. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's just so like, it's such like, a. 
like a cool message too. Cause like, again, we talk about him being like ahead of his time with like the stuff he talks about. Like, this is what we talk about with that. Um, (laughs) Just like, it's, it's like disguised as something funny and like, it is funny, but like the subject matter is like super serious and like something that like a lot of people struggle with and deal with. But, Mm -hmm. um, um, it started at the age of four. My mother went to the grocery store, went sneaking through her bedroom door to find something in a size four. <laughs> Just like the way it's sung, like mm-hmm. too. Started at the age of four. My mother went to the grocery store. I'm way off on that. Wow, what the fuck? <laughs> I like haven't like oh my god. Sugar and spice and everything nice wasn't meant for only girls. G.I. Joe and Pantyos is making room for the one and only. Sing it, Steven. Huh? Okay. When the other host wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) My daddy threw me in therapy. I don't know what part you were at. He threw me in therapy. He thinks Um, I'm not a real man. That's like, no, I was at the chorus of the K for a day. Um, But just by the dun. Um, King for a day in a, in a leather thong. <laughs> Just wait till all the guys get a load of me. Princess Mike uh, Dern. <laughs> it's so fun live too. Like they, it's really fun, but it's like a serious like. Oh yeah. Um, my daddy threw me in therapy. Thinks I'm not a real man. Who put the drag in the drag queen? Don't knock it until you've tried it. Um, and then I love the instrumental with like the the horns and everything else. It's super fun live because then they start like playing different songs and like they do like the um, a little bit louder now, a little bit louder now. Hey, 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 hey. It's just like. <laughs> It's so much fun. I'm uh, that's why I'm like shocked they didn't play that when we yeah. saw them. But yeah, King for a Day, it's a great, great little song and it's fun as fuck. Um so go listen to that. Fuck yeah. Any thoughts on that? No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking blast, dude. So your turn for the biggest one on the record. Biggest one on the record. It's uh, one everyone in the world knows. Yes. Good riddance. Tommy Time. Time. Yeah, baby. Time. Tattoos and memories and dead skin on trial. For what it's worth, it was worth all the while. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. It, I mean, you know the song. Know how it goes. You know the acoustic. Written after a breakup with a girlfriend who moved to Ecuador. He yeah, said, uh, Billy said in this song, he said in the song, I tried to be level-headed about her leaving. And even though I was completely pissed off, so I named it Good Riddance just to express my anger. Can I tell you some fun facts about this one? You can just take over, buddy. Oh. Well, I just Go wanted to. No, no, okay. no. I'm serious. Like, 
No, um, like I want you to. This is like well, you can break down the lyrics and stuff. I just want to like say like some things about this that I know about please. it. Um <clears throat> so they didn't they premiered this song before it was recorded. Um in New Jersey. Um and Billy was like, oh, I was so nervous that I just like had to ponder. He's like, I pondered like three beers before I went out there and then uh, uh, just went for it. And, and um, Good Riddance was actually, it was supposed to be on Dookie. No shit. Yeah, but uh, they did, they agreed that like it didn't fit. Which, like, in retrospect, it really, like, it wouldn't have fit on Dookie. Like, could you picture this, like, little acoustic break on Dookie? Definitely not. Um, it also was, like, a lot of people hated them for it. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of, like, I guess, like, the punk purists were, like, pissed. Because... It wasn't punk to make an acoustic song. True, very true. And Good like point. Billy's, Billy's like argument for this was like, you know, he was like, um, well, being punk is like not being trendy and not doing the norm. So we technically just did the most punk thing by doing the most unpunk thing. Mm. Um, which was like super cool. And I was like, I, uh, yeah, this song is just like so awesome, and like I love how it's basically like a giant fuck you to his um like his ex girlfriend, um, and people use it for like graduations and like weddings and stuff all the time, dude. Seriously, and it's like yo, that's not what this, but that's like the power of music, man. It's how however you interpret, you interpret it. it, yeah. But like every time I hear it or something like that, I laugh because I'm like, hmm, it's like a giant fuck you. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's uh it's fucking great, dude. I mean, even like um, you know, even Billy said it made sense to him. Like when people play it at like the high school at like high school proms and stuff, he's like, um, the people that you grew up with and braved the trials of high school with will always hold a special place in your heart through all the BS of high school. You hope that your friends had the time of their life and that's what the song is talking about. Yeah. So it's cool, man. Um, Sounds fucking great. Go for it, dude. Let's hear it. About the song. Yeah, let's go. Okay, you want to hear about this song? I mean, everyone should know this song for the most yeah. part, I feel like. So I, I'm not going to get crazy into the lyrics, but I mean, it opens up with another turning point. A fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. And then we all know the chorus. It's something unpredictable. But in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. I don't know why I sang it like that. Um, <laughs> okay. Got the violin in it, dude. It's just a really it's, good song, man. Yeah, it's great, man. Um, 
Really, really big fan. I mean, I don't know how you could not be a fan of this one. Yeah. It's super good. Um, yeah, I don't really have much besides those little fun facts that I had. On I liked one. it. I thought you did good with that. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All right. It's a good one. Uh, we're on to the 18th and final song on Ooh, Nimrod. If yeah. My, if my computer would work. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Uh, this one is Prosthetic Head. Hmm. Um, 18th and final song on Nimrod. Yep. The song explains someone who is fake or pretends to be perfect and good, but in reality, they're just pretending. Mm. Hence the uh, fake stuff with the uh, prosthetic word. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the first verse, I see you down on the front line, such, such a sight for sore eyes. You're a suicide makeover, plastic eyes looking through a numb skull. Self-effaced. What's his face? You've erased yourself, so shut up and don't let you don't let up. You have a growth that must be treated like a severed severe pain in my neck. <laughs> you you can smell it, but you can't see it. No explanation identified because you don't know. You don't say that you got no reply. It's just about basically calling someone out for being a fake dickhead yeah basically and i love it i love the anger of it i love everything about it me too got anything on it or no not really i i pretty self-explanatory so yeah that was um that was nimrod that was fucking fun i actually really enjoyed that yeah that was a good one that's again one of green day in my opinion green day's most underrated record i think they showed so much like musical and lyrical and just everything growth and such like range mu- musically, vocally, everything. Yeah. Um, a couple of big songs on there that, you know, helped me out through some, through some dark times. Hopefully they can help you out. So, yeah. What would you give that record, Steven? I'd easily give it a 10. Yeah. That's easily definitely give a, 10 it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Definitely 10 out of 10 for me. Um, Favorite song? Definitely, definitely uh, Take Back, for sure. Cool. Being hardcore. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine is probably Uptight. Okay. I get that's that. Funny. I get yeah, that. That makes sense. Makes... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like that or um, probably Reject. That's my two. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that I, I can see why. Like, relate to the most. And I can see why. Helped me out the most. So, yeah, definitely one of those two. Um, so yeah, that's the end of that. Um, real quick, just want to give a special thanks to everyone. Um, over our time in Florida, we hit 4,000 streams. Oh yeah. Which is fucking cool. Um, just over a year doing this podcast and it's been pretty friggin' amazing, man. And, uh, just want to thank everyone for all their continued support and helping us out and helping us grow. Mm-hmm. Taking it to the moon, baby. To the moon. To the moon. 
also when this drops it will be after thanksgiving so gobble gobble bitch yeah happy thanksgiving everyone yeah eat some foods um, yeah enjoy your loved ones yes a little bit um hug everyone a little tighter um because you don't know what could happen and uh cherish the time you have with your loved ones this year that's all I'm really going to say about it because I don't want to get emotional. I love you all. Yeah, we love you all. And have a great have a love. Have a great Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, we will see you on, well, happy Black Friday. You. Hope you're getting your shopping done. Um, we will see you and later. We'll yeah, see you later. Next, we'll see you next week. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Green Day Stadium. The mere mention of its name conjures up images of sweat-covered mosh pits, vomit-soaked stands, and very worried parents. But to three ragtag musicians from the Bay Area, it is simply known as home. Like salmon swimming upriver to spawn, the faithful come out in droves. Where else would you rather be than right, right here, right now? Yeah!